Welcome to the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast, your weekly look into the world of Royal Caribbean cruising. I'm your host, Matt Hotchberg, and this is episode number 482. It's a new year and a new opportunity to make wishes for the coming year, things we'd like to see changed in Royal Caribbean. Here we go. Well, it's time to make some more wishes. Every year we have an episode in which we look forward to some ideas, some things we'd love to see in the new year coming from Royal Caribbean. And once again, joining me on this annual tradition is Billy Hirsch from cruisehabit.com. Billy, welcome back to the podcast. Tradition. Thank you for having me. <laughs> you know, I, I swear, Billy, the amount of people who asked me this year, they were getting a little worried about if we were doing this episode or not, because I think we usually do this right before the end of the year. And the way things worked out this year between our both of our cruise schedules, it didn't that didn't happen, obviously. And there were people that were genuinely concerned, Billy, that we were not going to do this episode. But fear not. We talked to Billy's warden and uh, we got some time out of solitary. So appreciate you uh, finding some time to talk with us this year. Uh, hey, listen, this is uh, this is easily one of my favorite things to do that involves the end of the year, uh, your podcast and Zoom. Uh, so, you know. Uh, easily, easily in the top 10, maybe 20, uh, <laughs> gl glad to do it. And to the threes of people who asked, I mean, w would you think Matt and I weren't talking anymore just because we had that big blow up? <laughs> well, uh, if you're un if you're unfamiliar with this, this type of episode every year, we basically come up with three wishes for things we want from Royal Caribbean. We try to keep them somewhat realistic in the sense that like, we're not wishing for like, I want, you know, 17 new cruise ships or, um, you know, some we're trying to be like rational, reasonable wishes, not just, you know, and of course, no wishing for more wishes, which, of course, is one of the tenets of things uh, that could actually happen. Yes. Yes. Within the realms of possibilities that one would assume that that is not insane. Um, we have gone with these wishes, but we also like to start off with a look at our wishing from last year to see how accurate we were. And I got to tell you, I think we uh, we should have played the lottery, I guess, last year also, because I think some of these actually this might have been our best performing year ever for wishes. Uh, maybe, you know what, the year previous and we're not going to go over like two years back, but but everyone, when you're done with this episode, l listen to the last one to see how we did before, because you did really well uh -huh. uh, for 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 twenty twenty one into twenty twenty two. But you also I think your wishes were like. I want to keep cruising. <laughs> yeah, my wish. The, 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 the bar, bar was, was lowered, very low. Yes, <laughs> uh, but yes, for for a for a quote unquote normal year, you're yeah. I, I think we did. Uh, I think we did do 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 pretty well. I, I did my annual uh, listening to the previous podcast at one point seven five speed, going. Oh my god, I should have taken notes so that we can record this podcast and seem prepared. And yeah. <laughs> well, what, right. what were your three wishes last year? All right. So number one, uh, I wanted. Um, oh, hang on. <laughs> see the notes thing, right? I, I just went to the, to the wrong, uh, to the wrong year. Let me see. Uh, oh, I wanted new dining options. Um, and you know, I, I said whether it's complimentary paid just in general, I wanted some new dining options on Royal Caribbean because there's yeah, a little, got a little bit homogenous. You know, if you sail a bunch of Royal Caribbean ships, you got a lot of good options, but they're a lot of variety between the the ships and you know we got it with uh with mason jar i think on wonder of the seas which immediately became even though that's not my favorite type of cuisine generally southern cooking it, it immediately became my favorite restaurant in the fleet um now we haven't seen it elsewhere yet on other ships we'll, we'll see what happens 
But I did say in the episode, if we get even one new dessert at Cafe Promenade, I'll mark this as a success. So we got an entire new restaurant with new menu, new bar, entertainment, new decor, everything on Wonder. And yeah, big win. Yeah, I mean, I think and not only that, that wish is the wish that it's the wish that keeps on granting Clark because that keeps on going for uh, with Icon. You got some new things there. So it's not just uh, one year. You, uh, you you've got the ball rolling, essentially. Yeah, and I, we'll we'll talk. Uh, I actually have a, a a note in my notes about uh, Icon when we get to our stuff for this year. That I think we should probably we should probably put up some some walls or at least have some considerations because we know so much about what's coming with Icon. Yep. That, All right, fair enough. You know, we we could easily cheat and just say stuff that's coming on Icon, but uh, but we won't do that. Um, so yeah, that was uh, that was my number one. Do you want to go with your number one? Or you want me to finish out my list? Why don't you finish out your list? Then I'll do our my list, and then we'll alter. Nate, uh, for once we get to our real wishes. Deal. Uh, number two, less intrusive onboard sales. Now I'm going to, I'll kind of bow to your better knowledge on this, but I, I don't, I don't think we've seen any changes and, and kind of what I was hoping for here. Um, I recognize onboard revenue is important to, to cruise lines, especially lines like Royal Caribbean and, and that people like uh, that kind of stuff. But I thought, man, can we use technology maybe, or, or other creative means to, uh, prevent the, the the loud, crowded flash sales and whatnot. And I was I was hoping we'd see the ability to take advantage of some of these offers within the Royal Caribbean app, mm. uh, for example. And I I don't think we've seen anything like that. Have you uh, Have you yeah. noticed any changes in this way? The only one that comes up with with that specifically in the app would be Next Cruise. Um, you now actually, it's not even true. I, I lie. No, you. I think you did get this. I mean, it's not really on board. It's more pre cruise. You can now book like the drink package through the app. I know that during like Black Friday, they were pushing notifications to go buy things through the app. So okay. that's not on board. That's mostly pre-cruise. Yeah. So I'm not sure. I was gonna say <laughs> they're less intrusive with their sales, but more intrusive with waking you up at 7 a.m. with it's gonna be gonna be a perfect day. <laughs> Uh, I, you know, I always want to get through one of these recordings without going on a rant, but like who guys who out there in, in internet land is filling out surveys and saying, you know what I would like on vacation is to wake up with loud music at like eight in the morning coming through the hallways. I, I you know, come on, Royal Caribbean, like nobody, nobody wants to hear that that early. It's just interesting because they have the music. We're talking about the music they play at Perfect Day Coke. It's a remixed version of a song that actually exists that I don't know the name of. I'm sure somebody's yelling it at their phone, but it's um, it, it's the song they made for, you know, it's going to be a Perfect Day Coke Key, and they play it. But as you know, Billy, like the, the onboard PA system has like many settings, right? Like if it's an emergency, if it's like, you know, <laughs> ships going down, you can get the message in like every single room in the bathroom, right? I mean, there's like speakers available everywhere, but then... You know, if it's the bingo announcement, okay, they, they scale that back, right? They bring it back to, like, public areas. The Perfect Day song seems to be somewhere between the bingo cards are on sale and we're taking on water. Like, it's it's pretty yes. much, like, it's not yes. quite as bad as that, but it's it seems excessively loud given that it is usually played around, like, the 7 or 8 a.m. hour. Yes. Yeah, yes. I, I don't know. I so. That, that Again, maybe... if anyone's putting that on the surveys, let me know because I don't want to take away from how you enjoy your vacation. But <laughs> I would like to not wake up angry and Coke. Okay, <laughs> sorry, that wasn't one of my wishes. Just a rant. Just a rant. Um, so, so yeah, I, Matt, I appreciate you know th- those are good thoughts about um, the the notifications and option for, for patch- purchasing the uh, the drink package and such in the app. Uh, I appreciate you trying to push that 
to a win for me. Um, there you go. And I'll I'll take it as a half point. Okay. Um, I, I still I still want to not see the the flash sales in the Royal Promenade, or at least not as much. We'll get it. Yeah, if, Princess did it. If this were like third grade, you'd get a little sticker on your sheet. You're not getting 100% or an A, but the sticker does make you feel better about you're not so 100%. Is it a scratch and sniff? Scratch and sniff? I can't speak. Sticker. <laughs> Those are reserved, as you know, for people that do get A's. <sighs> one day, one day, it'll okay. stop disappointing my family. Um, so, uh, so number three um, was uh, I, I wanted to see a continuation of some of the more flexible cancellation and change policies. Mm. And what I mean is we saw as the, the industry uh, worked hard to rebound from COVID and, and just general uh, hesitance that people had around cruising, but also um, some, to some degree, change in spending habits and such. Cruise lines understood, in, including Royal Caribbean, that folks were less likely to book a cruise if, if they were going to essentially have to take the cruise or lose the money no matter what, right? So they, they made it a lot easier to change uh, or even cancel and get credit for for your cruise bookings and i knew that i knew that everyone was going to claw this back because all the cruise lines need to make money i get that businesses i knew everyone would claw this back i had hoped i'd wished that we'd see um, some little bits of it continue that would be a little more flexible uh, that lines would be a little more flexible in letting you uh cancel or make changes and i don't know as an official policy have you seen anything like this Anecdotally, I've heard some things, but I don't know about official policies. I, I think we're kind of back to where we were, right? Yeah, I, I don't think anything's really gone back there. I, and um, I, I, as a consumer, I would love that. Like, I mean, ha when we were in the days of the Cruise with Confidence program, boy, it was nice in 2021 being able to really change your plans on a whim. And I think that is actually what Royal Caribbean doesn't want. That's why I, I don't. I, I just don't see a way that you can they can implement it without becoming. I don't want to say abused. But I mean, people, I mean, as someone who posts a lot of stuff about news and changes in Royal Caribbean, there are some things that Royal Caribbean announces. People are like, I'm canceling my cruises. And I'm like, this is the hill you're going to die on for yeah. like that. That's <laughs> the issue. Like, I mean, I, I, I'd i be the first to admit that I think that the amount of times that actually occurs is pretty minimal. And the Internet amplifies a lot of, you know, smaller um, I don't want to say voices but that belittles the people here. But you know what I mean? Like it, it, it amplifies sure. things that otherwise wouldn't be so much of an issue. I think the cruise lines and I, it's kind of funny because I think that cruise lines are, they're not like other forms of travel, but they try to hold themselves to other forms of travel when it's convenient for them to, to do so. <laughs> yes. Like nobody ever, I don't think any business ever wants to be compared to the airline industry, but there are some policies that absolutely the cruise lines are like, you know what? They're right about this thing. And, um, I, 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 yeah, I, I don't think that that's going to, I don't see it happening, Billy. I, I, I wish it were, I wish it would, I wish it was, would, it, it would be easier to change your mind. Um, not so much to just straight up cancel, but be able to change your mind. But the, the, the it's not set up that way. Like people can say, Oh, I want to change from Liberty of the seas to Oasis of the seas in your mind. You're shifting from a to B in Royal Caribbean. You're canceling a and booking B. It, it Exactly. As a consumer, we say, well, come on, we, you know, I, I get it's hard to sell inventory at last minute, for example. Yep. I'm I'm just moving said inventory. Of course, the cruise line has this all planned out and forecasted. So, so that doesn't work for them. I, you know, 
I I still hope that one day we get just a little something. Something. Yeah. Um, yeah. I agree. We'll, well see. Yeah. Not this time, though. Yeah, well, still not bad. I mean, I, I think all in all, I think it was a pretty, pretty good, um, pretty good performance there. Um, for my 2021 wishes, I had three wishes. One was, uh, first was the chat feature should be free. According to you, Billy's email, it says, looks like you missed number one by a day, technically, because Royal Caribbean said they were going to make the chat feature free as of uh, January 1, 2023, and this is a 2022 wish, so I guess I guess I, that's a technical, I don't know. I, to me, this is like, I, I know you love sports analogies, Billy. This is oh, uh, yeah. this is me heaving the basketball from midcourt. Uh, the ball's out of my hands, but and it's up in the air. But I guess we're not. I don't know if you want to count it or not. But anyway, uh, uh, you know what? I, I I think we should count this as a win, and I'm going to tell you why. Uh, I, if I recall, um, if I recall, uh, we we came up with this uh, in, in the Eastern Time Zone, but Royal Caribbean kicked uh, this policy in uh, in Australia. Okay. With the new year. Ah uh, yes, the old uh, turn it on in Kiribati first, and that way we can uh, yes. I may have just said this backwards, but we're going to go with it. Yeah, you did it backwards. I know what you meant there. Yep. Technically, it made it. So there you go. Chat feature, theoretically free on Royal Caribbean. So, um, and admittedly, my three, very low bar here. I think that I could have. I mean, I I just. I I don't think one was a low bar. I think it was very reasonable, right? The chat thing. Number two is a low bar because I said full capacity to Adventure Ocean. Wish granted. That was grant. Now, granted, that didn't happen until. Probably halfway through the year, you have to. It's kind of interesting. I have to remind myself constantly that we're recording this episode. Obviously, coming out in January 2023. A year ago, Omicron was just starting. Man, you know? that seems wild. Yeah, right. It was 22, right? I'm thinking of 21 now. Now, now I'm. No, you're right because myself. it was. Uh, I was on a a Christmas cruise. Yes. Yeah. Um. Last year, well, 20 end of 2021, and that's when um. I I feel like I may have been. Um, uh, uh, what was the uh, person in history? Uh, uh Typhoid Mary, because uh, <laughs> everyone around me was getting COVID. Uh, ev- everyone. So yeah. So yeah, yeah it's it's weird. Twenty twenty two was a. It, we had several years in one. Yes, correct. And and so, this one wasn't like you know I made this wish and then like three weeks later it happened. It probably didn't happen until sometime around the summer. I want to say, because I'm pretty sure they were still do- they were definitely doing it in spring break. I definitely recall that. And then I'm trying to remember when we went to Alaska, did they have it in place? It's hard to know. But anyway, I mean, this was a wish granted, and Adventure Ocean is basically back to normal. Um, I'm really struggling. I don't think there's any protocols that I can think of in Adventure Ocean that are different today than they were before. So, uh, so wish granted there. That was a pretty easy one. And then number three was the uh, resumption, <coughs> excuse me, announced the resumption of the Royal Amplification Program. And, um, you know, this has not happened. This is this wish was not granted. Um, in speaking with Royal, I was talking to a couple different executives um, in the last month, Billy, and it just seems to me that the sentiment is there, but basically they need the money. There's the money isn't there. They, a, a company that is owes billions yeah. cannot afford to spend millions to upgrade cruise ships that would otherwise be functional, if functioning fine. It's not a critical need. It's a nice to have, and so being yep. fiscally responsible as they can be, this is what they've they're kind of relegated to at this point and and for those who who maybe aren't as familiar um sometimes you'll hear me and i'm, I'm sure matt you say this sometimes i don't really listen when you speak i refer to the big three and that's uh norwegian cruise line holdings uh, carnival corporation and royal caribbean group um 
those three companies have I don't know, 90 plus percent of the North American market share. The, 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 if there was a big four, you'd have MSC and MSC is a different animal. It's not a public company. They have a giant uh, cargo division, but the, the big three, all three have tens of billion, tens of billions, excuse me, in debt. Yes. Um, and that's why you're seeing, uh, especially Royal and NCL dig in their heels, say, no, no, no prices are, are we're, we're not going to lower prices. You know, we'll try and work out deals for you, but, but we need to collect money. Uh, we need to make money and ship refurbs are really, really expensive. That doesn't mean you're not going to see dry docks. Of course, dry docks are required not only by law, but just for practical purposes. Right. Yep. And it doesn't mean that you won't see little things in these dry docks, but amplification. I mean, do you, do you remember the budget for amplification? I mean, it was I actually it's funny when you mentioned it. I was thinking about him. I think usually you're talking about I mean, the, the total implication project was over a billion dollars, I recall. Yeah. And each individual one was somewhere in the ballpark of, let's say, one hundred and twenty five million to depends on the ship. Like some got some amplifications were more expensive than others. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're, that's a lot of money. Yeah. And, and money that is not um, in a lot of cases, money that you're paying for a ship that you still have loans on yes. un- under perfectly normal, good market conditions. Yep, absolutely. So, yeah, it's uh, it's not that Royal Caribbean or, or anyone else is trying to be cheap. Um, it's it's survival, man. Yeah, it's practical. All right, let's get yeah. into our 2023 wishes. And Billy, as because I'm a nice and generous guy, I will let you go first. All right. Um, this is where I should have found my list, huh? <laughs> uh, oh, here we go. I'm I'm really. Bad. I would like ceiling fans. Yes, that sounds like a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd like to plug my ceiling fan into a power strip. <laughs> um, so number one is going to be very similar to my number one. It's going to sound similar, but the intention is different okay. than my number one last year. And that is, I want to see new casual dining. Uh, complimentary casual dining options. And this is um, inspired by something that I've seen on a few different lines, but also I think there's some practical purpose for Royal Caribbean. Um, If you look at um, what NCL has done on Norwegian Prima, uh, if you look at what um, Virgin Voyages has done on on their ships, you see these food hall concepts. And I'm not saying we're going to see food hall concepts on uh on royal caribbean not saying that's the only way to do this but uh, it's just interesting to see something other than the buffet now of course we have uh cafe promenade um but that's a a somewhat limited selection especially depending on the the ship and stuff like that so i'd like to see something that would allow as the line grows i don't think this i don't think there's a light switch we see next year but something as the line grows and evolves them to provide some different complementary casual dining options where maybe even they could shrink a little bit in time the size of the windjammer and or the main dining rooms Um, because variety is variety is good and (laughs) i I would say you can't just keep building ships bigger and here we have icon of the seas coming out Mm -hmm. um but uh but i think that's a way that without building bigger ships you could introduce a little more uh variety and there's probably some creative ideas out there um if i want an easy win for this when we're reviewing this in around 12 months then frankly if el loco fresh turns into more of a full uh dining venue rather than uh there's a few quick things over there um that you can grab then i'll consider it a win 
Yeah, I think the I, I agree with the sentiment of it. I like the wish because I think that's something that uh, a lot of people who come over from, from Carnival almost always point out almost immediately is that the amount of complimentary uh, quality food you can have near the pool deck mm-hmm. at Carnival is something that they excel at because they've got Guy's Burgers and Blue Iguana and something else that I can't think of. Uh, that is, comp- They seem to do better with complimentary, higher quality complimentary as well, not just like you know, here's a hot dog, um, you know, yeah. here, here's some uh, decent, uh, food options, um, and complimentary and convenient near the pool deck. And I think that's something that, that Carnival's always done well with. I think icon is, I know that we kind of talked about, we're not just going to wish for things that are probably coming to icon, but I think icon is going to address this need personally. Um, but we'll have to wait and see exactly how that all kind of fans out because as of the recording, we don't yet know the full food and beverage, uh, lineup for that, but I I think Royal is moving slowly in that direction. I I don't know that we'll wake up one day and all of a sudden have all these new options there, especially with the amplification issues that we talked about. But I do think that I think they recognize that they Royal Caribbean recognize yeah. that as a as as kind of a way they can improve. Yeah, and and what's good about this again, it's not something that uh, everything costs money, but this is not a big spend item. This is sh- shifting from one thing to a to another, you know, to a large degree, right? Yep. And as a crowd pleaser, um, y- you you mentioned Icon and and something that I think we should all keep in mind when we see things uh, about Icon is when you look at a rendering and even you read a couple sentence description, you don't know what that experience is actually going to be like, right? Yep. Um, and that'll we'll I'll kind of touch on that with um, the my third thing on the, on the list. So we'll see how it materializes, but I would love to see this happen. Um, and then as amplification does one day continue or just more significant dry docks to see some, uh, some additional options on other ships. Uh, cause yeah, Car- carnival does a really good job, man. Blue iguana. Uh, I know I've said it before. It's excellent, but they're, they're pizza out by the pool guys, burgers. They got, they got a lot of good stuff. Uh, my first wish is something that I said. Well, I, I don't think this violates the rules of the of the game of the engagement here, but I'm not Cheating wishing already. <laughs> I'm not wishing it, for a do, new ship. Doing a doing a Lentesta list. Yes. I see. Just <laughs> just going to cheat in every game. I am not wishing for a new ship. I am wishing for a plan to replace the Vision and possibly even the Radiance class ships. Oh. I think. This year, I for years, I've never really had much of a problem with the Vision and Radiance class, especially the Vision class. I'm starting to look at the Vision class the same way I used to look at the Sovereign class and Empress to some extent when they were in the fleet of the... When we talk about cruise ships holistically and say, oh, you know, which ship should I go on for the first ship? Well, you could go on the Oasis class and this class. But then there's also this Vision class, and I wouldn't really recommend it. But it's, it's an option there as well. Like, it, it's... I'm not saying that... Uh, we, we talked about why they... We can't wish for a new ship for a variety of reasons. Even if Royal Caribbean wanted to build a new ship tomorrow, they really can't afford to. But I would love a roadmap. I think that any company out there, um, this may exist internally for all I know, but I think that I would love to have a roadmap for, yeah, there's nothing wrong with the Vision class ships today or even the Radiance class ships today, but there's no doubt that as we get five, 10 years from now because let's face it if they if they place the order today for a new cruise ship you're not looking at but this will be a new class because it's going to be we're talking about a ship that's going to be of that size you know we're, we're easily five six years out 
So mm-hmm. anyway, 10 years from now, we're talking about the vision class being 40 years old. I'm going to say around there. Um, that's an old ship. I mean, I know it's that not, is long in the tooth. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a 40 year old ship today is different than a 40 year old ship, you know, 20 years ago. I get that. Sure. Anyway, I'm, I'm, I would love to see a plan, a, you know, if everything goes the way we expect it to do, here's our, our plan of action. Because while the vision class and the ratings class are capable of doing what they need to do, I just see this gap in experience that is growing between Royal Caribbean's newer ships and their older ships. And this is nothing to do with size per se. I'm not saying that, you know, in order to be a big ship, you can, you know, it, it, it inherently becomes X, Y, and Z. I'm looking at it purely as they're just not keeping up. The, the older ships, the smaller ships cannot keep up with that, that experience they portray um, that you see in the um, in the in the commercials, if you will, and in some of the advertising, and I think that um, that gap is only going to grow. And maybe I'm wrong on the there is a gap. Um, some people may disagree with me on that fact, but I would just let my first wish is a plan, uh, a roadmap to to address this issue because it will become an issue sooner than than you may think. It's it's a challenge of like you said with an aging fleet, and it takes a long time to get stuff out, especially when you're looking longer term because for financial reasons. Um, so yes, it, it's a it's a practical problem that way. It's also a brand identity problem, and that's you know you talk about getting the experience you see on television. I think this is probably the Matt and Billy remember the Alamo. Like we always get back to the same thing with Royal Caribbean, right? Um, and. That's a that is a big issue, especially if it's somebody that is new to cruising or even just new to Royal Caribbean. What you see on television, depending on what you book, is not what you're going to get. Doesn't mean you're going to have a bad time. And in fact, Matt, you have some great videos all about how you can get fantastic deals on some of these uh, some of these older ships and have a really great time. Oh yeah, but it's not what you see on TV, and that's that's a problem. Um, I do. I find it very difficult to believe these conversations aren't uh, pretty advanced at this point with with shipyards. Um, it, as you said, you know, when will when will this become public? I what I do know for a fact right now, shipyards, and I don't want anyone to think anything's coming sooner than it is. Shipyards are absolutely looking to wheel and deal right now, because yep. their 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 books don't look the same either. So they definitely want to play ball and they'll take some committed money now, even if they don't get to realize everything until a little bit later. Um, and they'll do whatever they can to, to push those dates a little bit sooner than maybe they would otherwise be. But what does that look like? Um, does that mean um, a more homogenous fleet? Does that mean new classes that can still visit some of these secondary ports that are really important to the cruise industry, especially for bringing on new cruisers, right? Ships that sail out of Tampa, out of Boston, um, you know, they can't be as large, but those are really important ports because people say, well, I can drive there and I've never cruised before. I haven't cruised in a while. I've never cruised with this line. I want something easy. I don't want to commit to airfare for my family of four. That's going to be really important. But at the same time, how do you make a smaller vessel that matches that that brand identity of, and I love this about Royal Caribbean, the, the wow, how do you do that? It, there's a lot, there are a lot of problems to solve for there in addition to all the financial ones. So if we can get a glimpse into what that looks like, I think that'd be a win. And I think it'd be, uh, it's something I'm definitely looking for as well. Number two for you, Billy. 
earlier stateroom availability on embarkation day. Mm. Um, this is uh, this has always been the case with like luxury lines, and I realize that's a totally different thing, right? Even in premium lines, we see this um, uh, Princess, Han America, Virgin. I'm trying to think if others do. Uh, at least allow you to like in the, in the case with uh with uh i think i might have said prince a second ago i meant to say celebrity i don't know um with celebrity you can at least drop off your bags and turnaround day to be clear i recognize is uh, hell <laughs> for, for everyone that works on a ship right flipping a, a new cruiser so often don't realize that when you get back that same day the ship's leaving again with new guests they have minutes, not days, <laughs> to turn over a ship, to get everything clean, reset uh, for, for a new cruise. I get it's a real big challenge. And I think that the way that Celebrity does it is pretty cool, that you can just drop off your bags. Hey, your room's not ready, but you can drop off your bags. Um, because that seems to be, and when I've talked to folks, a real crowd pleaser. Allows you to enjoy more of that first day. I often feel like the first day on a ship is... So much of it is lost. And if you're dragging around a carry-on bag or even just a backpack, um, if you haven't made that touch to home, be home base yet, the, your, your stateroom, um, it just doesn't feel the same. I don't feel like the cruise has started until I've made that visit to the stateroom. Um, and I suspect, and this might be wishful thinking on my part, I suspect that there's even some potential to not only increase guest satisfaction, but increase maybe some onboard spend. Uh, because people have got to be more willing to, to start, uh, signing up for things to buy that drink. If they don't have a drink package, um, if they're, if they're not lugging around bags and that's especially true for families, I can't, I mean, I can't imagine what it's like if you're doing this with kids. So something that would allow for that. And I'm not talking about, uh, opening up the key to more people. I mean, actually getting to your room. Um, even if there are compromises where, you could, you have to leave your bag outside of your room. Um, anything that we could do to get in that direction, uh, I think would be a great improvement to the guest experience, especially on three and four night cruises where you just don't have that much time to start with. Yeah, it seemed like the the time that you can get in the room has slipped a little bit um, with Royal. Maybe it used to be closer to one and now it's like mm. one thirty, two o'clock in some rarer situations. Um, I'm all for that. I mean, the logistics of it is, I think, more the issue, just getting those rooms turned around. I've been there many times in which, you know, the room, the doors open at, you know, whatever time they assign, you know, one thirty, two o'clock, or even 1 o'clock in some cases. And there are still, you know, housekeeping staff, um, you know, scurrying about to try to get it all yep. turned over. So I, I don't want to make this – I think we're both in agreement. We both understand that it, this is not a – this is not like someone being lazy and not doing something. I think right. it's just a logistical issue. Um, I'm sure there are ways that you can possibly uh, assist that. I would love for that to be the case um, because I love being able to drop my stuff off. And like you, you know, I, I love getting in the ship early and then I hate being stuck with all my stuff with me um, in, in those couple of hours of which when you board the ship and then you wait for your room to be ready, it's, it is um, a bit of a burden in that regard and until i can really drop that stuff off i can't really bring myself to do much other than maybe you know sit around and have a drink or go to lunch um it's just it just feels like i like i i just basically i i kind of have this whole sense of like i need to get rid of all my stuff anyway i would love like a continuation of boarding exactly yes yeah yeah, absolutely so um 
it, it's not a bad. I'm I'm all for it. Um, but number two, my number two, I think you're going to be all for Billy as well. Uh, I'm going to say more overnight Caribbean stays. Caribbean stays. I'm not saying overnights in other places that they make, like Europe or something like that, which is great. But man, I I think you know one of the one of the big um, uh, issues people have with itinerary, especially in the Caribbean, is like I was always more of the same. I was going to the same places. Well, the only way to really change that, other than of course coming up with a new form of propulsion that can get you to further places away, which is not going to happen, um, is why not do ov- more overnights? Um, mm-hmm. I would love to do more overnights in ports like a Cozumel, like a San Juan, Puerto Rico, um, like a St. Thomas, places that you can go to that have a. That, that, I'm not saying you should do an overnight in like uh, Costa Maya, as an example. Yeah, Labadee. I mean, places that just don't have a lot going for them, so it's not really worthwhile. But there are a lot of great cities and and places that you can visit that have enough happening yeah. that can i think it absolutely support an, an overnight oh, yeah. stay and i would I mean, love san, to see san juan that. to me is the ultimate example yes but you, you mentioned several good ones yeah yeah i mean i i would just i think it's an easy one i get it that this is a cost thing and this is probably why it doesn't happen because the longer you're in port the more you're getting charged by the country for, for parking there it's literally like you're paying i don't know if it's by the minute you know better than i do billy but it, it's the longer oh, you i've stay, got an article all about that over on cruisehabit.com <laughs> So it's not like parking at the Target parking lot where you can actually. Do you know the? Do you remember? The, we're going off tangent here. Walmart for the longest. I think they got rid of this rule, but you could have brought your RV and parked at Walmart for free, um, for like the longest time. Like that was like one of their sticks yep. that it was like they they would allow that. Um, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. My point is is that that doesn't that's not how cruise ships work. You get charged well, I, while you're there. Actually, I want to go back to the Walmart thing because yeah. I think. There's there's a little bit of a parallel. We just got to think about it a little bit differently. You mentioned that one of the one of the reasons not to do this for cruise lines is they have to to pay for that time, right? Because you have to pay longshoremen to be there. You have to pay security, things like that. Um, and and that's that's true. You're not wrong. That is actually, however, a little tiny piece, because if you can negotiate terms with some of these places, if it's at all possible legally, um, if if only there was an entire uh, organization attached to the cruise industry that uh, did lobbying, um, <laughs> then uh, where you could open up, and this does happen in very limited cases, but more widely, we could open up uh, onboard retail and casinos yep. at some point. Then I promise you, <laughs> Royal Caribbean and any other cruise line, they would be happy. They'd be delighted to pay for those security and longshoremen on overnight stays if they could open the casino starting at 10 p.m. until 4 a.m. or something like that. Yeah. I mean, because I know there's definitely flexibility a- there because, I mean, at Coco Key, the casino never closes. Right. That's an yep. arrangement with the Bahamas and, and Royal Caribbean. Yep. Um, you know, it could be a little bit trickier in U.S. ports, I suspect. I don't know. Maybe something could be worked out. But onboard revenue is so big. And when ships leave, um, actually, when, when a ship leaves, there are a couple reasons that the ship is leaving the port at the time it is. One is, yes, you have to pay for the ship being there. Um, two is onboard revenue. And three is the earlier you leave a port, the slower you can go to your next port. And the slower you go to your next port, the less money you spend in fuel. Those are the big three considerations. Um, now, the the next port thing is less of a challenge because if you're overnighting in ports, then you probably have a materially different itinerary anyway, right? So it's not like you're overnighting and you're still trying to get to the next port in the same amount of time. That, that'd be impossible, right? So that's kind of, that's at least somewhat moot. 
it's just at that point onboard revenue and, and the, the cost of being there. So um, I, I believe, I think Matt, you and I were both in the room. Was, was there something being discussed about this for St. Thomas? Um, if there were, if I was in the room, I don't recall the conversation. So was this at sea trade? I don't know. I'm probably messing this all up. Uh, I'll go back. I'll put it in the comments of this episode when I remember or find my notes, but, but there, I, I know Royal Caribbean, uh, does have a, a port improvement project with, I think it was St. Thomas. Don't hold me to that. Um, Oh, now I know what you're talking about. Involve some later night stays. I don't know if overnight was on that was part of that or not but later night it st thomas has nightlife san juan has nightlife there are other places yep. that have nightlife yep. and it was, i believe it was st thomas now i remember it was there was a press conference at sea trade yes i do recall this conversation um well hopefully they'll do that i think i think it's a win i mean i get that a lot of people uh still prefer to do the, all the stuff the evening stuff on the cruise ship whether it's shows or dining or whatnot but um Overnight stays are a really nice benefit in certain ports that are that they do them in, and Royal doesn't really do a whole lot other than maybe uh, Bermuda and I'm going to get a port here or there. But anyway, I would love to see more overnight stays in the Caribbean to help take, rather than try to expand ports, which I don't think is as easy as it sounds, overnights seem to be a more tangible yet attainable um, solution to a I'm sick of doing the same things all the time. Nightlife is is a nice addition. So that's my number yeah, two. You could have a whole nother set of options. I love it. Love it. Uh, what's your last wish, Billy? I've probably wished for this before. I don't know. I didn't go that far back, so I apologize, but it stands. Uh, I want, we'll say, less homogenized bars hmm. on, on Royal. Um, and I want this not only because I think other cruise lines do this better than Royal, and Royal has every bit of capability to do this better than, than other cruise lines. Um, whether we're talking about contemporary lines like, uh, like carnival or for going up market, like they have unique bars where you go to a bar and they have, Oh, th these spirits are only available here. Not because they made them unavailable at other bars, but because they're just, it's a special set of things, you know? Um, and we used to have this a little bit like with, uh, the R bar, that was kind of the mixology bar. Uh, so, so Royal Caribbean has had a little bit of that construct in the past or like the champagne bar back in the day, but now that with one exception that we were discussing earlier, they're, they're all the same. That one exception is the Mason jar. They did a great job at the Mason jar having uh, a bunch of unique bourbons as well as, uh, mixers for them. Um, so, so hats off. I, I think that's fantastic. Uh, but other than that, still kind of a bit of a Friday's menu um, at Royal Caribbean bars. Um, and, and where this, where this hurts me is on, on wonder they up by um, uh, a loco fresh, they put a little tequila bar type thing. I was like, Oh, cool. It's the same. It's the same <laughs> as, as all the other bars. Right. Uh, and that's um, that's a bit like why I said, We'll have to wait and see with things on icon. Okay, here's what it looks like in a rendering. Here's what they're saying. But is it just different decor, you know, for the same offerings? And we don't know. I suspect we'll see plenty of new things on icon, but that's why I'm that's why I'm always cautious with things like that. So um yeah, I just I just want to see some better options. It, it's strange to me that we don't, because over the past five years, um craft cocktails have become very much in vogue uh, in, in the Americas and Europe. And we've not seen Royal embrace it. 
And that's an opportunity where we did see royal sister brands, celebrity, um, they, they'd always embraced it and they continue to embrace it, but in ways that can feed onboard revenue. You have some really f- special things that are really neat that, yeah, you, you know, even if you have a drink package, you're going to have to pay a few dollars on top of this. So you can, you can still make money off it and, uh, and it can be a crowd pleaser. Plus just the, the theming element, while I say that the, the drinks and the options are important, uh, is, uh, is pretty cool as well. And you can even throw some, uh, throw some, uh, a la carte, little snack options on there. Like they kind of sort of did with the pub on quantum class, but that I don't even want to talk about that. So less homogenized bar offerings. And I'm sure Matt, everything you know about me, this is a shocker. You couldn't have ever guessed this. And I don't talk about this all of the time. All I know is that this episode will go down as the episode that Billy wished for icon of the seas. I think one your number one and number three wish are going to end up being highly addressed on icon. I could be wrong, but, um, it's I I, th- I think you're right. I think you're right. But one, when does Icon of the Seas come out? Yeah, 24. So it's not going to help yeah. you out this year. So and and that's why I'm realistic. I'm not talking about giant changes, right? Yeah. Let's see what little things we could do here. And even beyond Icon, I want to see how that flows into the rest of the fleet. Fair enough. My last one, I thought about some uh, a topic that's been, I think, more uh, top of mind recently, and that's Crown and Anchor Society. And I thought. What's something they could, they could really change about Crown and Anchor that would be perceived as a benefit, not a cutback by guests? Craft that, cocktails. Craft cocktails. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, and, and I thought about this, and this is something that is very self-serving for the upper echelon of Crown and Anchor. So if you're a platinum member, this won't really resonate with you. But um, at Diamond Plus, you start to get certain uh, amenities in your cabin. And actually, Royal Caribbean has already said they are alluded to they're going to be talking about onboard amenities and and changing those this year. But here's my suggestion for my wish for what I want Royal to do. So right now, when you're Diamond Plus or Pinnacle member, you get a choice. And this is per person. You get like a welcome onboard amenity and some sort of a other. Basically, this comes down to like you get like some kind of like either like a bottle of wine or a towel or a backpack of some kind or some novelty gift, a box of chocolates, things like that. And the first three or four times you get them, it's very nice. And then at some point you start saying, we got the same thing again. And there's only so much selection and there's only so many options you can choose from. And they're all basically interchangeable if you ask me. There's a couple different bottles of wine, a couple different you know, chocolates or cupcakes or things that you can get. And there's only so many crown and anchor towels you can get before you start saying I don't need any more crown and anchor towels and if you're in this tier I feel like you start to just get to the point where you stop taking like you don't bring it home you just it just goes back in the trash like it goes to your cabin you take it and you say great and then you never bring it back home with you so my I'm curious what you think about this I thought to myself well wouldn't it be better from a waste perspective and from a cost perspective for Royal Caribbean um, if they took that and instead gave you an onboard credit. Now, I had to try to quantify how much I think this stuff is worth. Like, when I say worth, I'm not talking about like street value. I'm talking like how much is Royal Caribbean? How much does mm-hmm. it cost Royal Caribbean, right? I came up with a number. I'm not sure this is accurate. I'm curious what you think about it, Billy. But basically, what I'm, my wish is the ability to trade. So there'd be a new option. You can still get all those options we have already, or just get a $10 per person onboard credit. Um, I love it in concept, but 
So th- this is where we get to talk about Billy being a Scrooge. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't like gift giving, right? And there are, there are economists that that talk about gift giving and, and how more often than not, you're going to perceive the value of something less than is less than what someone else paid for because you didn't pick it, right? right? Yep. And and that's kind of what happens here is even if Royal Caribbean spends $10 on a gift, gift in air quotes, uh, for, for, for you, um, if that's not exactly what you wanted, you're not going to put that same $10 value on it. And now you just have lost money. It just puff into the ether, right? Mm-hmm. So I really like the idea of flexibility in that. The challenge is that uh, folks don't often think about how they value gifts. They may feel it, but they don't often put a number on it. If if Aunt Edna gives you that uh, sweater uh, around the holidays and you know you don't like it as much as Aunt Edna did and as much as she paid for it or took the time to make it, you don't you still don't put a dollar value on it for yourself. How much would I have paid for this, right? As soon as Royal Caribbean offers onboard credit instead, now there's a dollar value assigned to it. And you have to think about it. And suddenly it may feel to some guests, not everyone, it may feel that it cheapens things. So that's why I said, I like the concept because, because then you get to use that for whatever you want. And cruise lines, by the way, the reason cruise lines love giving away onboard credit, Matt, you're, you know, this is because if a cruise line gives you any amount of onboard, let's say there's a promotion, a hundred dollars of onboard credit, it doesn't cost them a hundred dollars. Cause if you buy an excursion, they might only pay $40 for that excursion. Right. Right. Uh, if you buy drinks with it, you know, it's probably going to be $40 worth of drinks, you know, that you pay a hundred dollars for. So that's why they love onboard credit. So that part of it makes sense. Um, I almost wonder maybe instead of replacing it, um, giving that as an option, I think you still have maybe the same kind of problem, but perhaps not as completely so that people can decide what they think is more valuable. And, and, and people are not logical. So, <laughs> so folks may choose something that actually has less value to them even, but if they feel like they're getting a better deal. Um, so, so is, is what you're thinking about like replacing the, the gift with onboard credit or making it so that that's on your menu of options, making it so it's on the menu of options. Okay. I, uh, because I think when I first got into credit into diamond plus, I was like, Oh, I want to get, you know, the, I don't have one of those towels or. Ooh, a bottle of wine. That sounds great. And it was great the first three or four times that I got it. And then it kind of became this like, and for the last, I don't know, we, we've looked at it a number of times. We've talked to loyalty ambassador. We can change it to and everything else is like, oh, whatever. It doesn't really resonate that much. And, and so I hate to, it's like part of me, this is also like a, a, an exercise in psychology because it's like, well, yeah, I can tell them I don't want anything. And that would have, that would address the waste problem. But then I think there's some, I'm sure there's some sort of a, a human um, uh, there's a word for this where it's like you, you, you don't want it, but you don't want to give up what you're getting, <laughs> even though you don't want it. It's like, there's this perceived value that you get with it. So thus it's better to get something you don't want than nothing at all. I don't know. Um, oh, yeah, I, l- and, listen, that, that's, that's why, uh, that, that's why I, if my insurance company paid for it, I get rabies shots, you know, like, <laughs> Hey, wait a second. I don't have to pay anything for this. Well, then I'm taking it. Yep. No. Uh, so that was a weird analogy, right? <laughs> but, but I feel like there's <laughs> it, there's there's something to that. So 
that's why I'm like, you know, at the end of the day, I, I, I appreciate that they're giving something back. And I said, I picked $10. I figured that has got to be, at, it can't possibly cost more than $10 for, yeah. for those items combined. Um, yeah. And it provides something back. $10 is not a lot. No one's going to be like, ooh, 10 bucks. You can't really buy much with $10, but it's 10 bucks. It's 10 more dollars than you had uh, yeah. you know, before. And I would get more value personally out of that than a bottle of wine. Others may prefer the bottle of wine. So that's why I feel like this gives them, mm. it's the best of both worlds in the sense that Royal Caribbean can still deliver on the promise of these of this onboard amenity. Guests have the choice of which one they want, but neither are compromising. It's not a cutback and it's not a, it's not a significant addition either. It's just a new option that helps reduce waste because I am certain I'm not the only one who leaves their onboard amenities behind but does appreciate that you're getting some value out of the program. So that's why I kind of picked that number. I mean, if it was like five bucks, you know, I, I would kind of be like, oh, well, you know, I'm not sure about that anymore. Uh, that that seems like excessively low. And, I, I and you know, that's like, okay, whatever. But anyway, I just picked the $10 numbers. I felt like it was a fair number to pick out there. But anyway, I like that idea of having an onboard credit option instead that I could mm -hmm. use to, you know, maybe if I don't have a drink package, but buy another glass of something or other. Yeah, I, I like it. Options are always good. And that's an option I don't think um, because of how I was saying, the, the, the margin on onboard credit, if you will, that lines I think would be pretty happy with. Um, and if they see a bunch of people taking it, well, you're going to see fewer other options, but that's OK. Uh, with me at least, uh, well, would be, I'm not, I, I'm not diamond plus yet, Matt. So I, <laughs> I don't know. I, I will tell you though, uh, you know, my favorite free, uh, free gift on, uh, on Royal Caribbean is, uh, when you're on Oasis class and you get those free umbrellas over, uh, over at central park. I, I don't know how they always keep them stocked. I always grab a few of them before <laughs> I get off the ship. Oh boy. All right. Well, the legal department will have a nice chat with you after the, uh, after the appearance on this podcast, but. It's all good. I'm I'm sure you'll have some nice time, and uh, the you know we won't tell the warden about this particular issue. <laughs> but the brig yes. next time. Thank you, uh, Billy, for joining us here. Of course, be sure to check out uh, Billy's website, cruisehabit.com, and ask him about what happened to his day seven Holland America live blog and the Cruise Habit podcast <laughs> while you're there. Oh man. Okay. Well, you know what? You want to make fun of me? That's fine. Uh, you should also check out over on the YouTube channel. Uh, maybe by the time this podcast comes out, the uh, comparison. If you're thinking, man, there are some new mega ships out there. What do I? Wonder of the Seas, Norwegian Prima. I cruised them both, so that uh, you can check out the differences. So, actually, in all honesty, I do enjoy your your YouTube videos. But this is something we actually do watch. Uh, highlight being a recent video. You have to watch the one where. Uh, uh, Billy's lovely wife, who we, we, we wonderful. Um, there's she, the video is she fell down, she's fine, but boy, did we enjoy that clip! It was once we knew that everything was fine. If you're was, gonna have a slip and fall, yes. make sure it's on camera. <laughs> that's I think that's the takeaway there. <laughs> it's, a great, it's a great, that's one of many great videos that you have there, so I enjoy watching them. So, well, thank you. But it almost makes up for the missing Holland America Day 7 live blog that's been missing for four years now. You know, it's, it's, I'm flattered that you notice and I'm, and I mean that uh, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll omit other uh, random live blogs just, just so that I can say Matt pays attention to me. There you go. This is so nice. Thank you, well, Billy. Th thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It's always fun. All right, friends, time to answer some listener emails. Of course, we're always here to answer your emails by sending to Matt at Royal Caribbean blog.com, Matt at Royal Caribbean blog.com. 
Our first email is from Tyler. First off, I wanted to thank you for the podcast, blog, and videos that help with our cruise planning and allow me to daydream about future sailings. The content is fantastic and far superior to any other site out there. So well done. Please don't stop. I have a question regarding our upcoming February 2023 cruise on Navigator to Cabo San Lucas, Mazatlan, and Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. I'm having difficulty finding quality shore excursions for the sailing and hope that you can help. I saw that you were doing a group cruise for this exact sailing in June, so I figured you've likely done some planning to prepare for that. Given that we have two kids, ages six and one and a half, some excursions aren't available for us because of their ages. My wife and I value learning from different cultures and sharing this love with our children. We prefer to bring them along. However, we aren't completely against leaving them on the ship. Can you help? Um, and Tyler, thank you for the email. And the bottom line is there's a lot of cool things to do. Um, when we actually did this exact itinerary at the end of 2021, yeah, 2021, because it was like, um, we flew back on New Year's Eve 20, it just 22. Anyway, it was a year ago. And, um, my suggestion, there are a couple things, uh, for Cabo, we did whale watching. You're going in February. I'm not sure if the whale watching season's still then. But that was a really fun thing. The kids loved it. I was very, I thought this was going to be a snoozer and it ended up being a really cool uh, trip. So if that's an option, uh, the, the whale watching is great. Mazatlan, we did an ATV tour and our ATV broke down. I still had a good time. I think the kids were a little scarred by it. But Mazatlan has a really nice downtown area. You know, you might consider doing like a combo day. Like, I like the ATV tour, um, but um there's a lot of things you could do on your own um especially in mazatlan here's what i would consider doing maybe this is the one where you kind of wing it a little bit and take a taxi downtown uh you know maybe walk there, there's some shopping uh there is restaurants and maybe you find something to do there otherwise i mean i might look at like the great thing about this part of mexico is there are a lot of different tours to do and when it comes to the tours in general don't limit yourself to what royal caribbean has to offer you know, consider doing things on your own. For Mazatlan, I'm pretty sure we did a tour on our own because, yeah, it was a tour on our own, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Anyway, don't limit yourself to just what Royal Caribbean has. That could be something fun to do there. Um, the reason why I'm saying in Mazatlan you have a little more leeway in winging it is I feel like there's a lot of different things. There's a great beach area. There's a We, we drove by it. I didn't even get a chance to stop there, but there's a great boardwalk. You can walk right by the beach. It's really nice, so that's a great choice. In Puerto Vallarta... We went through Royal Caribbean, uh, actually through Private Journeys, and we booked a tour that brought us to a, uh, I guess you call it an all-inclusive. I think it was all-inclusive. I think that's a fair way of, of putting it. But uh, we went to the place called Sabal Playa. I'm probably not pronouncing that right. S-A-B-A-L-P-L-A-Y-A. And it's a pool and beach resort. Uh, you pay an admission fee and get access to all facilities. Uh, the food and drink are a la carte. And I really liked our stay here. It was, they had a great pool. It was right on the ocean. Um, I really enjoyed this place. So I would definitely lean towards that as an option for, there's so many great beach resorts in Puerto Vallarta that I feel like that's, uh, that's a really good choice for you as well. So hopefully that answers your email there and we'll do another email. And that is going to be coming to us from Josh. Hi, my family and I booked a five night cruise for Christmas, 2023. We'll be staying in one of the panoramic suites aboard Independence of the Seas. This will be our first Christmas cruise. You ever cruise over Christmas? And if so, if any opinions for the overall experience, thanks for your valuable insight that you provide. Uh, Josh, you're very welcome. Uh, when you go on a Christmas cruise, basically, if your cruise actually goes over Christmas Day, then there'll be a lot of different Christmas-themed activities. I mean, it's still very much a normal cruise day, whether you're in port or you're at sea. The difference is they're going to add, you know, the option to, like, different activities, right? Meeting Santa, gift exchange, Christmas-themed trivia, Obviously, the decorations will be on board the ship. The decorations are pretty much on board any 
December cruise, um, once you get past Thanksgiving all the way through the end of the year, you'll have decorations. But basically, uh, you'll have special activities. And then there also will be in the main dining room a special menu. So it'll be the regular menu plus a special Christmas menu as well with some, you know, ham and turkey and other things that are on a Christmas menu, which quite frankly, I'm pretty sure is the same menu as the Thanksgiving menu, but I digress. Um, it's, it's a nice little, you know, something different um, and a nice way to celebrate. So definitely, uh, I think it's a great way to celebrate Christmas and, and I think you'll enjoy uh, your time there. And our last email this week is going to be coming to us from uh, Catherine. Greetings from Kent, England. I have a question. Happy with the podcast or direct response. I posted this on the message boards, but no relevant responses. So I thought I'd go directly to a guy with experience cruising with kids. May 2023 aboard Anthem of the Seas of our first time cruising since becoming a blended family. The youngest child, who's eight, kindly having been extended the same Diamond Plus status as the oldest child, 14. And I, after emailing request information to Crown and Anchor, want to know the oldest used to receive a welcome gift, like Creole or such, in the cabin. And it still shows this as being the thing, the link on the Crown and Anchor benefits supplied by Real Caribbean, although they didn't answer my question as to whether this one gift per, per cabin or per child. This is specifically the youth gift as opposed to the general crown and anchor welcome gift we all get in one cabin. If it is still Crayola, not a problem as a 14-year-old will not be interested, but on the off chance it might be an inky, then I would need to order a second item from Gibson Gear or maybe even a third who doesn't love an inky. Uh, grown, up stuff, grown up enough to go off and have adventures, but not quite grown up enough that we can disregard the gifted quality. Maybe that applies to us all. Any prior knowledge appreciated. Love the podcast, website, Patreon. Thanks for all the great content. Great question, Catherine. You know, my kids have not gotten this gift. If if we select, I'd have to take a look at what we selected for the kids. I think they get some sort of a snack instead. I'd have to take a look at it. It is supposed to be per person, as far as I know, Catherine. Uh, to the best of my knowledge, it's per person. Here's the answer to your question. Now, I know you probably want this answer before you go on Anthem of the Seas. So your best option is to call Crown and Anchor Society. As somebody who cruises a lot, I would just wait until... I went on my next sailing and spoke to the loyalty ambassador on board. But since that's not the case for you and you want to have it ready for that Anthem cruise you've got, then I would call the Crown and Anchor Society to kind of give them the rundown. Theoretically, my understanding is it should be per child, per guest, I should say, um, within that. And you should be entitled to that. I just don't recall off the top of my head, Catherine, what the exact options are for minors. It actually... I, I know what they are for adults because we just talked about in this episode about some of those changes that I'd be okay for going in instead for that $10 credit as we talked about. But for the kids, I really don't remember what they get. They get something. Um, and I recall seeing those Crayola, they're not crayons. I don't know how to describe them. They're like not waterproof. I don't know. There's something that you can color with. Anyway, the I remember seeing that as an option there when my kids were younger. I'm not sure if we just told them we don't want that anymore and we they, now they get like a box of cookies or something like that I, i'd have to double check on that but um it should theoretically be person but again with the benefits especially since you know you're a blended family congratulations um you might have to make sure that that the the younger child now your eight-year-old has their preferences set properly so a call to crown and anchor society would definitely be the way to go or at least best place to start off with so Catherine, thank you for the email. Thank you to everybody for checking out this episode of the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast. Of course, if, you, if I can answer your emails or yammer on about how I wish I could have answered your emails, you can always send me an email, matt at royalcaribbeanblog.com, matt, M-A-T-T, -T, at royalcaribbeanblog.com. Until next time, I'm Matt, and we'll talk again real soon.